Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans. Happy Monday. I know I'm not happy about it either, but we can pretend. Uh, welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Before we get to today's episode, I want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. So today we're going to look at the first two games of the season, Uh, we're going to look at what was good, we're going to look at what was bad, and we're going to look ahead to tomorrow's game against Detroit, Uh, but not too much because uh, tomorrow's episode I'm going to be sitting down with Noah Bianchi of Locked Red Wings and we're going to be talking the trash probably and uh, doing a little bit of a preview of that matchup, but uh, let's... Let's jump right into uh, the breakdown for the two games that the Blue Jackets have played so far, both of which have been wins, which is awesome. Uh, so we'll start off with the the season opener against the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, very emotional night for everyone, uh, as I talked about on Friday and Saturday's episodes of the podcast. Um, it was a game that we needed, I think. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had a game like that. I don't by any means think that we were perfect um but clearly we've shown that the offense can get it done um defensively we need to be a little bit stronger i'll talk about that in a minute uh, but yeah it was it was a a really good game to honor matisse and to welcome the fans back to uh nationwide because it's been a while so uh in terms of in terms of what I liked about this game, uh, obviously the scoring was was great. Uh, the power play I liked. We got two power play goals, uh, which I think is... I can't figure out what we're doing different, um, except for the fact that it's all kind of running through Jacob Voracek, and so he's doing a really good job of kind of hanging out on that half wall and just quarterbacking it. Um, something that a friend pointed out that I hadn't uh, put a lot of, of time noticing into, uh, Patrick Lyon is moving around a lot more on this on that top power play unit. Uh, last season, he kind of just kind of did the, the thing where he stood in that spot waiting for one-timers, and like when it worked, it was really great, but it doesn't always work, and so it felt... A little bit like he was just kind of standing there waiting for people to get the puck to him and then, you know, the the passes weren't there or he was in the wrong place or whatever. But he's moving around a lot more. Um, that's that's what I've liked a lot about the power play, actually, has been all of this puck movement. Um, and it's been very, very fun to watch. Um, obviously, Seattle, we did not draw any penalties so we didn't really have any we didn't have any power play time uh, i believe there was only one minor penalty and it was on us which we killed successfully um penalty kill has been pretty pretty good i think uh we killed three of four on the uh power play against arizona they scored one power play goal and then like i say we killed off uh the only power play that seattle had 
had that that entire game. That was a, a really low uh, a really low special teams game, which I'm not necessarily upset about because I think the Blue Jackets are um, kind of getting more and more confident in terms of their even strength play, which is great. Um, the face-offs has kind of been a, a bit of a revelation. Um, that's another thing that I've really liked. Uh, we had, I believe, 53% of face-offs against Seattle. Uh, and I believe we were we won against... I say won. Uh, I believe we had the, the advantage against Arizona as well. We did. We had 55% of face-offs. Um, which is, again, for a team that couldn't win a face-off to save their lives last season, uh, that's been a really kind of fresh thing, I guess, with, with this lineup. Um, and I think that's probably a big reason for the power play as well. Um, if you can win a face-off and get set up in your own zone without having to break out and then break back in or whatever, then it's obviously way better than if they win the power play, or they win the face-off and just like yeet the puck over to your end of the ice. So I think that's been helping a lot. Um, and hopefully it... Uh, Hopefully it continues. Um, in a minute, we'll look at what didn't work so well uh, in in these two games so far. But first, I've got to tell you about Derek TV. Does it sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Derek TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I mean, no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And here's the best bit. There is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is D-I-R-E-C-T-V.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So there's probably a little bit more of n- more negative stuff than you might think for an eight-two win. Uh, but and um, Brad Larson, I think, talks about this a little bit as well. It's it's tough because you don't want to like dunk on the guys because clearly it was a very emotional night they managed to get the win anyway um but we got pretty badly outshot by arizona um defensively i don't think we were great um obviously elvis was was outstanding in in net he made 36 of 38 saves uh, and only one of those was even strength uh, arizona got a power play goal near the end of the third period there um, that's our only power play goal so far through through five penalty kills, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, there's there's it's weird. There's there's a lot. There was a lot wrong with that game. I think that we very quickly corrected with our game against Seattle. Um, obviously, the offense wasn't there as much. Um, Seattle's a, a much more competent team defensively I think is is what happens there um but we did outshoot them 25 to 20 um we held them to one goal uh so you know that's it's clearly on the on the up um 
two goal. We had two goals. Uh, we had to Patrick Laine in overtime, so that was pretty stressful. But we managed to get it done. Um, that was the thing last season as well. I think is that we let a lot of games go to overtime. Um, in this case, obviously, because they scored first, we tied it up. It was kind of us forcing overtime in a way. Um, but that is is something that we're, I think is going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Um, what I noted in the preseason and what I talked about a little bit with Erica uh, of Locked on Kraken uh, late last week was this, this hashtag third period jackets where we have two pretty good periods. And then the third period, it all kind of seems to get away from us a little bit. And that was a really big thing in the preseason. Um, it hasn't been as much of a thing so far. Um, obviously, you know, we were winning by a massive amount by the time the third period came around uh, against Arizona. And then against Seattle, the third period, where we scored our uh, regulation goal. And then we got it done in overtime. But I do wonder if there is going to be a lot of overtime in Columbus's future um, if we can't hold on to a lead, uh, which I think is going to be something that will be interesting in the kind of next game, uh, which is against Detroit tomorrow night. Um, Detroit's had a bit of a weird a weird go of it so far. They were up 6-3 against Tampa Bay and then ended up losing 7-6 in overtime, and then they beat Vancouver, so that'll be, that'll be interesting. They're a team that looks... Uh, pretty different um not so much different on the on the roster but they look very different on the ice so that'll be an interesting matchup um they kind of bullied us a little bit last season so it'll be interesting to kind of match up with them again um and that's a team that feels much more on our level uh, which is a weird thing to say when we're you know 2 and 0 at the minute um but detroit i think is going to be a really good marker of how consistent this team is going to be obviously we've got two wins so far we want to go into that game and get a third one we've never started the season three and um because the blue jackets have been bad for so long um and we also never win our season opener so um that's something to kind of keep an eye on i guess is is how we respond in this game after you know a pretty good pretty good defensive game uh, against Seattle and then a very offensive game against Arizona. It kind of feels like we're veering wildly from one to the other, so it'll be interesting to see how we do against Detroit, which seems to be uh, doing the, the the theory of, well, all we have to do is score more goals than you, so defense doesn't matter. Um, you know, they, they scored six against Tampa. Uh, I think they scored four against Vancouver uh, when they played them. They scored three against Vancouver, so they've scored, what, nine game, nine goals through two games? Um, we're on ten goals through two games, but eight of those were in one game, so that feels like a little bit of a, a, a small sample size, but you know what I mean. Um, so that could be interesting in terms of it's a... Uh, I think it might be a high-scoring game, and I know I've said that like every game since then, and Elvis Mazzikins every time has kind of been like, well, you're wrong and here's why, but it'll be interesting to see how we matchup against a uh, Red Wings team that seems to be kind of playing the same way as us, uh, which is to say all goals, no defense, hope for the best. Um, the one thing I will say about the, the Red Wings coming up is that uh, we have the edge in terms of goaltenders, I believe. Um, 
Albus Musleekins is clearly on some kind of mission this season. He said in the offseason he's getting a Vesna for Matisse Kivlenix. Um, so I woe betide anyone that kind of tries to come between him and that is all I will say. Um, we're gonna we're gonna finish off today's show with uh, just a couple of like news updates. I guess uh, a little bit of monsters talk, a little bit of roster talk. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about Built Bar. You know by now, I know by now, Built Bar is incredible. They are the best tasting protein bar on the market. If you, like me, are trying to eat a little bit healthier to try and shift some of that lockdown weight, but also you love delicious candy bars, Built Bar is for you because it is a protein bar. It's high in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs, low in calories, uh, high in everything good, low in everything bad, but it tastes exactly like a candy bar. And that's honestly the best of both worlds, if you ask me. They've got a ton of delicious flavors from cherry barcia to mint brownie to cookies and cream to salted caramel. There's something for everyone at Built Bar. And here's the best bit if you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15, L O C K E D 15 for 15% off at built.com. Calm. So there was some movement uh, at the at the weekend, I guess. Uh, obviously, Emil Bemstrom is on IR at the minute. He was injured in practice, so he's out, I believe, four to six weeks, which is rough because he, I thought, had a really strong preseason and training camp. Um, so he's going to be out until probably December-ish, um, which is, that sucks for him. Um Igor Chinakov has been sent down to Cleveland this weekend. I believe he got called back up today uh, or yesterday, so that would be Sunday. Um, and I feel like that's what we're going to see a lot of, and Brad Larson talks about that. You know, if he sits for a couple of games up here, then, yeah, we'll send him down to, to Cleveland. You know, it's only two hours on the freeway. He can get experience there more than he would get kind of sitting in the press box up here. Um but we'll see if he manages to to make his way into into a game this week for us because I really do think that there is a lot that we can get from Chinikov. Uh, he ended up scoring his first uh, North American Pro goal in Cleveland this weekend uh, as part of a four uh, three overtime win against against a team that I do not remember. Um, but it was really good to see that. I think he, similar to Liam Foodie, I think is going to be a guy that maybe needs some AHL time, which I'm sure will annoy him because he came over here to make the NHL. But I think playing on that top line in Cleveland and just kind of bullying everyone, I think will probably do wonders for his confidence uh, in the same way that it might have done for Miko Lettinen had he not decided to have a... Uh, a small tantrum and get himself not kicked out of the NHL, but he got put on uh, unconditional waivers by the Blue Jackets, cleared them, and I believe has now signed in the KHL. So uh, I want to say he's playing for um, SKA St. Petersburg, which is where uh, ex-Blue Jacket Mikhail Grigorenko is playing. So we'll see. He might make his way back to the NHL. I am not super confident. It's a shame. 
Um, but I guess it does kind of free up some some space and kind of gives us a little bit more maneuverability in terms of just how many defensemen we have at that kind of 5-6 spot in the NHL versus the 1-2 spot in Cleveland. So, uh, you know, I wish, wish him the best. I hope he succeeds over there. Makes our lives a little bit easier, but it's such a disappointing way to kind of finish your tenure with the team, really. Um, I think that's all I've got for today. Uh, like I said earlier, tomorrow we're going to be talking to Nolan Bianchi of Lockdown Red Wings, talking to Trash, uh, making some bold predictions as to who's going to score and when and whatnot. Uh, so that should be fun. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find this podcast at LO underscore Blue Jackets. You can find me at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can uh, find the Cleveland Monsters podcast that I am a part of over at fieldpasshockey.com. We are Monsters Musings over there uh, with friend of the show, Dina Weinheimer and uh, Andrew Garino. That will be up every Tuesday. So tomorrow uh, we have a lot of fun with that. So make sure you check that out if you want to learn a little bit more about the Monsters this season. Because it looks like they're going to be a fun, pretty fun team. Uh, But that's... That's it from me. Enjoy the rest of your day. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.